You think you get stupid questions? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. everyone uh thanks for listening to another episode of stupid questions with jason harvey um you guys are the best so thank you on the show today we've got a good friend of mine Derek sheen well hello there hello well hello back howdy hey we're howdy <clears throat> salutations uh, uh, uh are we bringing the Pettigrew? are we bringing leonard Pettigrew to yeah. the show we were yeah <laughs> uh that was such a good episode of Sketch Sandwich, the last time you were in town that we recorded with <laughs> Natasha, where you were, I think you had, what is it, 19 ingre- ingredients that you weren't allergic to? Yes. Yeah. You had a list of ingredients that you weren't <laughs> allergic to. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. I wish that we would have had peanut butter as one of the things you weren't, that's the only thing, like, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, man, if, but, yeah, pe- I can eat peanut butter all that's day. That's the one thing I can eat. Peanuts? Not peanuts, but if you just crush it into a butter. Butter. You make it into you a butter. You butter it. the hell <clears throat> out of that. Just butter it up. That's fine with me. But I just can't. <clears throat> thing, I can't eat peanuts in their raw form. I can only eat them in peanut butter. Not because I'm allergic, just because I have a reaction to uh, them uh, aesthetically. <laughs> it's what I imagine uh, dwarf testicles to look like. Dwarf testicles? Not a dwarf's testicles. Just all dwarf's testicles. So, yeah, thank you for uh, coming on the show again. Thank you for having Uh, me. We just barely, uh, to all of the listeners, uh, anybody in the Ogden area, hopefully you were at the Funk and Dive on... uh, Very fun tonight. Tonight, yeah. We just finished up a a show tonight, and it was a blast. So if you were there, thank you. If you weren't there, sorry, you don't have any cool stories to tell your friends about uh, tomorrow uh, well you know what ogden's got more balls than you that's what yeah, happens that's, that's what, what just, just happened ogden's balls are bigger than yours it's just they're just bigger than yours that's what just happened oh you're gonna come at me you want to <laughs> come at me don't hit me in my pretty face it's you're gonna come at all of ogden <laughs> and you don't want that you don't want to come at ogden you come at ogden ogden's gonna come on your back that's what's gonna happen they'll do it man I, they'll I mean, bend you over show you but they will say you, you look at me in a mirror it's very consensual. If you want to. Only if you want, you want to. to. And I'm going to come on your back. But Only first, if you want but to. But first, you're going to sign this release form. So that all we, of we this make sure is good. It's good it's, and then, yeah, we're all good. You good? You, we will have a notary present. Okay, now, triplicate. All right, now I just need to have this. I just need to stamp this. John, can you come in here, please? This just, is my attorney and my notary public. Uh, yeah, I know this is just, you need to see her. Right? We're, I'm stamping this. So I'm, and I'm, wa- I'm watching. So and then we need you to stamp it as well. It's going to be uncomfortable for you. Can you please come over, John? We're, we're, I can't move because I'll come all over the place. So uh, I got to wait right here. Yeah, I got to stand. I got to sit. It's we, the whole city of Ogden yeah. right here. I am. Yeah, I would. I would rather make sure that we have this consent form all taken care of before I shoot a load of horsey sauce all over her neck and back. <laughs> <laughs> Really, I just pictured someone just like <laughs> emptying like a tube of, uh, <laughs> really like just ripping the corner off of a tube of like horsey sauce and from just smashing just, it between their but, hands, but like holding it and just like tubing it from the bottom. Like we're go girding this. Oh. Yeah, but to, but in slow motion and yep. with a uh, with a real like a high uh, speed uh, capture uh, lens. Yeah, your high speed capture lens, slow motion. 
but also uh, we'll play something really like we'll play some Rippingtons in the background or something real, real good smooth jazz. That's what some it needs. Good smooth jazz good coming smooth jazz. your way. The Thank good, you for tuning in to one zero three seven, the smoothest. M S H H Radio. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing all the hits to you tonight. You guys just you. I I hope you I hope you're all all ready for this and you haven't fallen asleep yet. But uh, I'm I'm just really happy. We're I'm actually gonna put vinyl on tonight. I found some of my kill the family. <laughs> I found some of my kill the family. I found some of my grandpa's good jazz records and uh, you know, do the Dark Lord's bidding and kill the family. I can't wait to just drop the needle down uh, on that and just let it scratch in. Uh, you want to kill the family? Just get that groove a little bit deeper. I mean, the the record won't ever sound as good again. Start and with I'm, mom and dad. And I'm gonna uh, play that. I'm gonna play that for you. I hope you. Uh, you know what? Uh, how about you turn it up really loud and uh, put some headphones on? I mean, we're gonna be blasting jazz into your pleasant little eardrums soon. I mean, tonight. my arms are wings. Tonight is going to be a great night. Great night. Thank you we'll for tuning your in. Skin in the moonlight. Uh, we are going to start off with a with a very fresh hit. Uh, this one this one came from 1973. It's called "I Will Wear Your Skin in the Moonlight" by Derek Sheen and the Wombats. <laughs> so anyway, Derek Sheen is on the show, guys. So thank you for uh, thank you for yeah, listening. Thanks. A little, uh, a little detour, a little fun improv detour. Uh, uh, I, w- I will wear your skin in the moonlight. <laughs> well, whoever's just listening when, to this when you sound. almost got you almost cracked me at the when you said something about wings. Like I have fucking <laughs> my arms are wings. My arms are uh, wings. So uh, Derek is in from Seattle. Uh, he's going to be. Doing shows at uh, Wise Guys all mm-hmm. weekend. Um, Guy Seidel is going to be hosting those shows. Super funny nice. friend of mine. He also has a podcast on the network uh, called The Dirt Podcast. Oh, uh, Metalhead, fucking amazing guitar player. If he says he isn't, he's downplaying it. Like, I mean, he oh, is. Seidel? Yeah. Right. Really, really fucking good. That's awesome. Yeah, he's. Uh, I. I, I I'll, I'll be honest. The only time that I've seen him play, besides like little um, things here and there that he's posted on Facebook, where he's just like, oh, "I'm doing this," um, he did a show where there was a band that ended up playing after, and he just went up and started fucking jamming with them, just noodling nice. around, just like some cool jazz stuff. Oh, wow. But like the tone of the guitar he was playing on, I, I believe it was a Telecaster that somebody had. He just grabbed this Telecaster and. Shit, he's good. He's a really good guitar player, amazing, like really funny comedian. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah, I'm excited to a see him. This great, weekend. like awesome host. So I think those shows will be a lot of fun. It's gonna be fun. Uh, so then Derek is going to be featuring all weekend for the hilarious Brian Posehn. Yes. So Fridays and Friday and Saturday, two shows each night. So I what is it? Seven thirty and nine thirty. Seven and nine thirty. Seven and nine thirty. Seven and nine thirty. Uh, you tickets are on sale. I got uh, Natasha and I got tickets already. So. You guys should definitely uh, pick up some tickets if this comes out before then. If it dis- didn't, then once again, you're probably going to get some hot goo on your neck from mm. the disappointment. Mainly just, it's just disappointment oozing. Yeah, it's just oozing out of your pores. Yeah. Just like, I mean, biblical. <laughs> just biblical. Biblical pain. That's what we're talking uh, about. 
uh, I went from having more downloads to having less downloads after talking about <laughs> disappointment coming from your pores. <laughs> oh God! They're, they're, but that's I a, can already hear the <clears throat> listeners dropping. They're off just like, like well. We, yeah. never, we we weren't that attached anyway. Hold on, my painkillers just kicked in. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Derek, w- one of the things that we uh, I wanted to talk to you about on on the podcast. Let's let's yeah. just get right into uh, some Star Wars nerd talk, man. Uh, so in I'm I, I uh, new the uh, new Star Wars was so good. Oh my god. Well, and so let's even let's backtrack. Okay, so let's. Do you when when did you see Star Wars the first the first Star Wars Do you remember Do you recall nineteen seventy seven at the UA seventy cinemas in uh, downtown Seattle? My grandfather took me. We saw the trailer for Star Wars before the movie Silver Streak with uh, Richard Pryor and uh, uh, Gene Wilder. It was the first time they did a movie together. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's right. They starred together. Uh, But we saw the Star Wars trailer, and I was like, I think I was seven years old, and. My grandfather, who is also a huge nerd, uh, was sitting next to me and was like, we're going to see this. And I was like, yeah, yes. yeah this looks awesome. <clears throat> yes, we are. See, yeah. I, I was so bummed because I'm like, well, the trailer's over and now we have to sit through Silver Streak. <laughs> yeah, it, which, we're not sitting through not Star bad, Wars. Yeah, you know, but, but after you see Star Wars get blasted and you're like, wait. What is this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. see, I, Star Wars was the first movie I ever saw as a kid. Oh. My parents, my, my dad worked at a uh, at a local dairy here in Salt Lake somewhere and he had a he worked oddly enough he worked with a bunch of sci-fi nerds at this dairy and they so dragged great. him to see 2001 a space odyssey and he hated it he hated it he was like oh man that is so boring and ugh it is kind of pretentious weird stuff it is yeah you know and so well and uh, all a lot of build up for like a too much build up for like a good little bit at the end in my honest opinion i'm like it's such a slow build for an intense little bit at the end where you're just like oh shit oh that build for that shit but uh so he hated that and the all the guys that he worked with at the dairy were like star wars is coming out howard we're gonna go we're gonna go and see this and so he's like no I'm not going to go and see it with you guys. You guys dragged me to that last movie that was terrible. I'm not going to go. And so they finally talked him into it, and they're like, we'll buy your ticket, whatever it was. So he ends up going and seeing it with like his friends at work and then takes my mom the next night because he was just like, you won't even believe this. You won't believe yeah, this movie. So good. I mean, I, yeah, we <clears throat> saw it. We saw it opening weekend. We waited in line. Uh, the line around the UA was, I think we, it was three or four hours to get into the showing. And they only did two showings a day, 70 millimeter. Uh, God, and that's we awesome. waited in line and then we got out of the, we went, we went to see the first show was at 3 p.m. Uh, so we waited in line. We got there at, I think, 9 or 10 a.m. Uh, got our tickets and then we waited in line for three or four hours. And then we got out of the movie and my grandfather was like, the line was all the way around the block for the second show, and he's like, if you're into it, we might want to just wait in the line, the second line, and see it again. And I was like, are you kidding? Because I would stand in line for another two or three hours. Oh, absolutely. Um, but then when they, we were going to stand in line, and they talked, uh, he went and talked to the guy at the end of the line. Yeah. And he's like, how long have you been here? He's like, I've been here for, since the other moot, since it started. 
Uh, this is line two, and also they cut off the line about 20 people ahead of me. But we're just staying here in case people bell. Yeah, bail. before yeah. Oh my god. So we we would have seen it twice <clears> tonight, <throat> but see, and we, I, we went again. Well, yes, and as you should have. Uh, my parents actually had a bootleg copy of Star Wars because they were like, "We've got to have this," and so that's how I first saw it was a bootleg copy of Star oh, wow. Wars because my parents were like, "You couldn't buy." It. We had a VHS, but <laughs> it was you couldn't. Get VHS. No, you, couldn't get you couldn't get it on VHS because mm. as soon as it was released, we owned we owned it. Uh, my dad was like, "Got it. Let's watch this." And so, Star Wars was always the movie that anytime I was sick, it was like that comfort movie. It was like that <laughs> the blanket. It's like, oh no, yeah. I need to watch this and I'll feel better. That's it. If I watch Star Wars, I'm going to start feeling better, and I always did because your body gets feeling better, but. Oh, but it's, but it's Star Wars. It, it was Star Wars. Better. It's, it's like comfort food for your brain. <laughs> I actually told uh, one of my friends earlier today, uh, she asked me about like leaving the church, like not being Mormon anymore. And I told her that growing up, I, I said Star Wars was my escape as a kid before drugs, before I ever found drugs. That was my, that was the way I, I escaped the world was like, well... Han Solo would do do like do this or oh, whatever. Yeah. It was like, no, nah, I'm gonna do this. That's my life. I am Star Wars. And I remember thinking, relating it to the church so much because I'm like, oh well, yeah. Basically, if I grow up and I like um, do all the things that God wants me to do, I'll be able to fucking pull a lightsaber out of the snow and cut my feet free and uh, escape a wampa. I can do that. But that I was like, as soon as. I told this girl, as soon as I found out that Star Wars didn't really happen a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, once I knew like that was gone, yeah, I was like, religion didn't take much longer. Like there was a lot of saving face to be done. So Star left. Wars was the thing that began to erode. <laughs> yeah, your my faith. faith. That's good. I mean, that's you know, I find your lack of faith disturbing. You know, I, like yeah. I find it. Uh, I find it deliciously <clears throat> ironic. Yeah, right. That that's the thing that that did it. But uh, I, yeah, it was a, it was, it was that and common sense. I think just a bit of oh, I analyze things so much that I started thinking, whoa, this is weird. I my sister because I went through the temple and everything, and so I had garments, and I remember, oh, yeah. I remember my sister when I stopped wearing them. My oldest sister, who was like, "Well, we someone's got to step in and save this poor boy's soul." Uh, so she had a conversation with me and was like, "Well, why uh, why don't you wear garments anymore?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't go to church anymore." And she's like, "Okay, well, uh, why don't you go to church anymore?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't like it." Thinking these should. This should end the conversation. Yeah. We should be done. That's a simple enough reason without us getting into hurt feelings. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's about and, you. And uh, so it's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I just don't like church. And then she says this to me. Well, I don't like church all the time either, but I want to go to heaven. And I just went, hmm. What makes you think that I will like heaven if I don't like church? And that's when this whole like, like oh yeah, my brother's going to hell. That's what she even told me. Like now she's doesn't she's not uh, Mormon anymore either. Wow. But she uh, she told me she's like I thought oh man my brother's crazy 
She and she like years later told me that like I didn't know, I didn't know what to think. We had called you crazy, Uncle Jason. We were like, what is he doing? He's like going he, straight to hell. He uh, he always has these weird, weird things about how uh, ideas. Like I when I told her. Well, I, I honestly think that a tribal society, like if we all lived in in a tribal society, uh, things would be a lot better. Like if, had we not fucked that up, we would be hunting and gathering, and not I wouldn't be I wouldn't be folding T-shirts that people didn't buy in order to eat food. You know, like yeah. that's the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing to me. That I'm like, hey, uh, how do you make a living? Oh, you mean how do I what what do I do to not die? I fold T-shirts at a place that. People buy them, but when they don't buy them, I fold. I fold them. I, I get to fold T-shirts. I'm really good at it. I'm so <laughs> goddamn good at folding T-shirts. So if I'm not good enough at selling them, I get to be good at folding them. Yeah, that's what I do. That's how I don't die. Yeah, what an, uh, when when you explain it like that, it makes everything seem so futile. <laughs> that's what I I told. <laughs> I told somebody my whole theory on why I fucking hate. I was like, I told my, my mom was like, maybe if you got a different job, you wouldn't be as depressed. And I was like, no, mom, it's the fact that I have a job. That's why I'm depressed because I'm already, I'm already like have suicidal thoughts. Like I already have that. I get to deal with that forever. I have had it since I was like 12 or 13. I've had those thoughts and now I'm still having them. But now I get to go to a place that I don't want to go to and I get to like do things that I don't want to do because they're paying me to do it so that I can stay alive when I don't want to stay alive. Isn't that yeah. depressing? I was like, God, that's awful, right? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I, I, had, I had my gun in my mouth. I was, just, <laughs> yeah. I was eating some cayenne sugar off the end of it. That's usually how I... Well, uh, you just get it wet and you dip I it. I tried like to turn this stick. into a bit, and then I realized, oh, this isn't funny. This is just heartbreaking <laughs> to everybody that I've just broken them down that they don't have a career. Like, we're all going to die. Yes. You're just prolonging it by working this 40-fucking-hour job. Like, ah, doesn't that drive you insane? Like, oh, I I tried to have it be a bit about how your house like so whatever your home is is it's only it's basically a place that you go to when you're not at work that's all that it is it's like you go to work so you can have a place that you can go to when you're not at work and that's how you pay for it is by going to work so that you have a place yeah. to go to when you're not at work and that's life that's it you go to work so you can have a place to come home to yeah I, it's such a i hate it like i don't know why but i'm like that's such a fucking depressing. It's mind-blowing simple though. It's, right. It's, it's so it, yeah. like, but uh, it's mind-blowingly simple. How uh, how they, they we have to we have to do that. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you have to have shelter. Yeah, you have you to have, have shelter. Well, and it's uh, I don't know if you've read the book Ishmael. Not all of us can have you read? Farm. No, you? I haven't read. Okay, it yet. it's uh, it's fantastic. But there's a point where uh, he this you know do you know the concept yeah. of the of it? So uh, for the listeners that haven't heard of Ishmael or read Ishmael, read it. It's a fantastic, cool, just a cool read. Uh, I was hesitant to read it because of a bunch of preachy friends being like, you need to read it, man. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. And I was like, fuck you, you piece of shit. No, no, my God. Ah, fuck you. Uh, but it's, it's about a guy who reads an ad in a paper 
that says, hey, I'm a teacher and I want a pupil who has a sincere desire to change the world. And he reads it and he's like, where was this guy when I wasn't jaded? Where was this guy then? Yeah. And then he shows up at this place and he's waiting for this guy because he's like, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. But he walks into this office and there's just this giant ass gorilla behind a piece of glass and that's separating him. And then all of a sudden this gorilla starts communicating with him and explaining to him where humankind went wrong and when we started fucking destroying the planet. And it like sounds fuck, amazing, man. Like it's, it's honestly brilliant. It's a fun, cool read, but it teaches a lot, but it talks about the, uh, the industrial revolution. And it talks about as soon as they learned that if you lock food up, you can get people to do whatever you want. And that's the way I've seen it ever since is yeah. that it's just like, God, that's just mind blowing. God, right? <laughs> it's just like that's all the all people in power just realize that if we, if people have to purchase food by, by working Ugh. like a job, or a trade or whatever it is, instead of being able to actually walk out, and like, kill a deer and feeding your family that way, or mm -hmm. planting a garden and and doing things that way, and just being self sufficient, as hunter and gatherers. That's when we started having to do just goddamn awful. <clears throat> and that's when Part we started making system. rich people richer. Like, that's what drives me crazy. Like, oh, cool. I'm going to go and make somebody way more money than me. Woo. Yeah. I love helping people. <laughs> I'm a very charitable person. Yeah, yeah. I, am, I do it every day. I donate every goddamn day. Every day. Every day. Just give, you know, it's always good to give back. Just give and give and give. So. And then if there is an afterlife, that's already in the... Uh, you get points for that. Or chits. They call them chits. Chits. Yeah, you get a certain amount of chits, and then uh, you get to pick your own room in heaven. Oh, man. Yeah. Hint, uh, hint though. Spoiler alert. They're they're all the same, because they didn't want to give anybody a... Uh, oh. Yeah, they didn't want to treat you. Wait, heaven's stuff. a socialist place? It really is, yeah. Oh, my God. Republicans, did you hear that? Let's not have you go to heaven. No, no. They have to, and then they, and that, oh. they want it so bad. Oh, that's their whole life. Yeah, so that that way they would. That's actually better than sending them to hell, because that would be their hell. That would be an even worse hell. <laughs> Letting them know that they're living in a socialist nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, hey, remember how you had a ton of money? Yeah, but remember how you also told everybody uh, what Christian values were? Well, now you can't fucking leave. <laughs> this is what you wanted. This is exactly what you wanted. Are you crying? There's no crying in heaven. No, we're all happy. Here's your harp. Yeah. Play. Everybody gets the same heart, by the way. Yeah, by the way, uh, it's it's an eight string. It's not very. It's not. I mean, no, we, no, we didn't like go that. Cool. No, I mean, Jesus and God and the Holy Ghost. They get a keyboard and a harp, but you guys just get a harp. Wait, I always just wondered where they got the strings. Yeah, is it like like uh, Pegasus? I mean, they must be using Pegasus. No, because Pegasus, what's Pegasus doing in heaven? Oh, yeah. What is Pegasus? That's exactly. a totally different. We just mixed our idioms. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe heaven is just a giant fucking mixture of everything. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the, <laughs> that's what heaven is, is thinking that you're right for eternity. See, we got here. We fucking got here. I told yeah. you. I told you, telling them, stay out of our bathrooms. 
We protect that. We tell them to keep porn illegal in Utah. We tell them to do that. I told you we'd get here, but they can't leave their own heaven. Meanwhile, like right next door next to them's like a Buddhist guy. And it, it, like, he's just like digging the hell out of it. Actually, like, I don't know. Does do Buddhism like do uh, Buddhists even go to heaven? I don't know if they actually believe in well, that. They or if they tra- no, they don't believe. Yeah, in it was like it's yeah. a transcendent thing. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That sounds so much fucking better than heaven. Holy shit! Yeah. Once I stop, uh, heaven on heaven is on. Uh, Buddhists sort of believe that heaven is on earth. So because they uh, yeah, uh, I just can't for forever eternity that gives me anxiety like nothing else like nothing well, else I mean, like, prepare to be to have more anxiety i mean the easiest way to conceive of of, of eternity uh, yeah i mean we're we're we, everything about us is millions of years old there's nothing you and i are not new like there's nothing about us that's unique the water we're, we're drinking still billions of years old and we just keep drinking it and putting it back in the system and drinking it again and putting it back in the system. We're, we have DNA in us. It's, we're so... We, the idea of eternity... Just turn on your tap. Drink some water. That water has been drank probably by dinosaurs, microbes, things that are bil- billions of years ago. A dinosaur peed a little bit of the water that you're drinking. Oh, my God. That makes me want... I almost want to drink... You're almost talking me into being like a very hydrated person. It's time travel, dude. Water is time travel. <laughs> I think that needs to be the, the, the title of this episode. Yeah. Water is time travel. Water is time travel. Water bro. is time travel. It's <laughs> the thing. I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> just high enough that that actually made sense. Water is it's, time it's, travel. It's really a terrible idea, but it sounds like something a high person would say, yeah, too. Water is time yeah. travel. Dude, we you we all know it, that. Man. I mean, we know this. Dinosaurs drank that water, man. Then you drink that water. You're part of that dinosaur. Then when you Dude, drive that car, water. then when you drive that car and you're running it on dinosaur juices, you're tri- you're not only are you driving from the present into the future that's turning into the present and time traveling that way, just through normal time. Yeah. But time travel is water. Time travel is water. Water is time travel. Yeah. Vice versa, it all works. It all works because <clears throat> you can do it either way. I like how that was a high thought, but somehow it became like a redneck <laughs> thing to me. Like, well, right, water's time travel. Hell, we all know it. You all know it. Building seven, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, true. Can we, can we hear? I, I, what are your thoughts on building seven? Do, you, do, do we want to put it on for <laughs> no, 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 we no, don't. No, we don't. Okay, I can't. Uh, I, I live in Building 7. That's the Building 7 we're talking about. Yeah. Not anything to do with Never Forget. But, uh, <clears throat> so, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, the new, we so, Star Wars. So, yeah, we started on Star Wars. That's the great thing about this podcast is that it just is, uh, keeps people on their goddamn toes. Water is time travel. We're back at Star Wars. We started, we already came back. We full, came back around. Came full circle. Came full circle. So, You, okay, so now that was your experience, like your theater experience with Star Wars. The first um, theater, the, so Star Wars was the first movie I saw, like it, on a VHS. My parents had the bootleg copy. Then I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater at, when I was two. Oh, yeah. So that was the first movie I saw in the theater. So Star Wars is really like one of those that's such a important movie, like series of movies to me 
and that was basically my entire childhood was Star they, Wars. They, they reach a different generation. I mean, they, you know, we're talking three generations now. Yes, and and that's the whole thing because I remember, I remember I slept out for tickets for Episode One. I slept on a fucking sidewalk. I was in a sleeping bag, and I did that, oh. and I bought tickets, and then I I bought. I was like, well, it's fucking Star Wars. I mean, it's going to be the best thing ever. I'm going to see it twice opening day and so i did i think i saw it four times like opening weekend and i i loved it because of the lightsaber fight scenes at the end mm-hmm. and everything like that then i saw episode two on my mission i was on my lds mission and we weren't supposed to do it we were not supposed to go and the day it came out I had a toy lightsaber in my apartment. I had like a Yoda toy. Like I had Star Wars action figures on my mission is because it was just like, this is a comforting thing to me. I have yeah. to have Star Wars around me. I don't have my family for two years. I just get to be in goddamn Arizona and El Paso, Texas Ooh. alone without my family. I did get to eat at the original bass player of at the drive-in's house though because his mom was Mormon. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so I'm just sitting there and her, she's like, yeah, my son used to play in a band around here and I mean, they toured a bit and I was like, oh, really, who? She's like, oh, you probably haven't heard of them because they were an underground band. I was like, oh, I played in music. I played I played in bands and listened to a lot of music and she's like, yeah, at the drive-in and I was like, oh, shit, really? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't say shit, but I, yeah. was, I was a servant of the Lord at that time, but... <laughs> So, but that was cool. But so I'm on my mission and episode two comes out and I didn't get to see it opening day. And it really was a depressing thing for me. I looked at like my mission companion was even like, what's wrong? And I was like, I just should be there today. Like I really just should have been there today. And he's like, okay. And I was like, what? And he's like, we're going tomorrow. We're just going to go tomorrow. We'll uh, just dress in normal clothes, catch a bus and we'll go and find a theater and we'll go. We don't yeah. have any appointments. Let's just do it. And I was like, yes. And so I went and saw it on my mission and saw it actually twice on my mission because I was like, oh, cool. We can see movies now with this guy. Awesome. I'm going to definitely yeah, get that. Inside job. You get yeah, inside I saw guy. that. I actually saw quite a few movies in the theater on my mission. Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, which was cool and fun. It's great. Um, the Fellowship of the Rings I got to see. Wow. Which was fantastic it's the only one of those movies that i really think is perfect it that they just nailed yeah it down and that that's why i was disappointed when return of the king won and that i was like that the first movie just looks so much better the it's almost perfectly two parts where you have the ring they're running from the ring wraiths in that first part and then boom they get away from that and now it's orcs it's just a, it's yeah. the, it's paced so well. It's the only one I felt that really worked as well as it should have. But uh, so I saw those. But I saw I I went and saw um, episode two, and I was like, cool, that's awesome. I got to see it. And then I remember seeing episode three and just getting depressed when it was over because I was like, that's it. Star Wars is over now and that was yeah. it that was it like that's the last of it and i i i on it like i think star wars fans all of them were in such a denial period during that time because they were just like trying to talk themselves into still loving something that they were like 
this isn't uh this is not the this thing isn't we no for. this isn't what we wanted <clears throat> um and then uh so now years later i meet you we uh did actually it was just a little over two years ago honestly you came through oh, with uh carnival. yep you, well no because you came through with billy anderson and uh, aaron right. kirby and robert Rock, was uh, he was I, I think he was, he was driving, driving yes. but I can't remember what because he doesn't do comedy anymore no. he's I think he lives on his dad's farm or something like that and just like he grows marijuana I believe oh that's all good yeah. for him that's badass yeah thank you thank you if you're listening god you're not you. but god bless you you're doing a fine job when you came through last year with Brian so Brian Cook who is also a funny comedian and has a great podcast you should look it up uh when you came through with Brian, we talked at Squatters downtown. We were eating awesome fries and having some drinks. And you mentioned that you didn't even see the prequel movies. I haven't seen the prequels. So, and I, th- I, that like fucking f- blew my mind because I don't know how. See, I think the reason it blew my mind is because I still, when there's a shark attack movie coming out, and I'm like, it's not going to be Jaws. But I'm still chasing, like, I, I still call I it chasing no, the dragon, where I'm like, God, yeah. Jaws was such a good fucking high that no I'll still desire. take that I shit. I had no desire to see any of the prequels. When I saw the trailer for episode one, I was like, this doesn't even look like a Star Wars movie. It did, and honestly, it did. It doesn't. And the fact that they, they, were, didn't they age released well the toys two also. months before the movie release, uh, and I was like, oh, I clearly see, I mean, I was already like, I clearly see what's happening here. A merchandising is, yeah. movie. Movie. And the trailer, I just didn't even like the concept that it was going to be like little Darth Vader. You know, I'm like, this is so dumb. That uh, Patton, when I heard <clears throat> yeah. that Patton joke, it nailed it for well, me. I, I was just like, that's... I had friends who waited in line for days to get in to the premiere, and they were like, you sure you don't want to hang out? I'm like, I'm not going to see it. I'm boycotting it. It's not up my alley. And uh, after the movie, we all met up, and they... Uh, couldn't stop talking about the movie, but not in a fun way. It was almost like they were trying to convince me that they liked it. And that you should go like, see it. There's a new like Star it. Wars. But they didn't like it. Yeah. I could tell, but they were like, it was good. I mean, it was really good. It was different than what I expected, but I think you'd really like it. I mean, it's not bad. It's see, not yeah, like, and that's not, and it wasn't like when you, that's the, that's the whole thing too. It's like when you talk to somebody about the first time they saw Star Wars, it was it, it it was a life event. Like you could fucking if Facebook would have been around, people, everyone who went and saw Star Wars opening day would have had a life event where they're like, "I saw Star Wars." Put that flag up. I don't know. And the prequel movies just didn't have no the prequels. anything about it. It had you and McGregor. That's um, it, and he's badass. But sure, but he also had a rat tail. Yeah, it was fucking awful. Yeah, it was super bad. Uh, it it felt like um, there like there there's there have to be like a very very uh, scant collection of people who think that episode one is a masterpiece, and those people have got to be the least fun people on the planet. Like anybody who thinks I've that's never heard that. Movie. I've never. Oh, you, like, there has to be. There has to be someone who's moved. That's their. You know what? I bet you. Time. Yeah. You know what? Because if somebody, if that's what they, almost like nostalgia. It holds yeah. that nostalgia for them now, and they're like, "No, but I saw this." The only guy on the planet who fucking I saw, episode one I saw episode shit. one, and uh, God, man, 
And that's like those people who. The I people thought who I like wish George Lucas uh, directed my life after I saw that. I was yeah. like, hell, if he can direct a fine <laughs> thing like that, I wish he was just yelling through one of those old timey megaphones that they used to have, directing me like that, just from like a like a lifeguard thing that was on a on wheels that he could have someone pushing behind him, maybe a Jar Jar character. <laughs> we could get something. Could we get someone, just, no, no, let's do it, George Lucas style. Let's just have someone in a green suit pushing him around. <laughs> so in my head, I can edit them out, and it just looks like he is using the force to push this little life thing along to tell me what I should do with my life. Thank you, George Lucas. Amen. Yeah, There's got to be there's got to be one guy who thinks it's the best movie, and that's the same person who thinks that, like, Mickey Mouse is cooler than Bugs Bunny. <laughs> like, there, there are people that think they're like, Mickey Mouse is such a great character. And it's like, really? What has he ever done? What has he ever done? Bugs Bunny, fully developed character. See, Bugs faults. Bunny was more fun. Well, a lot more fun. I, Looney Tunes, though, I think, honestly, like, just set the bar really high for cartoons. Well, it's I mean, the same even. group of people, the people who love the prequels. And don't like the 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 uh, that love the prequels and don't like the original trilogy. Those are the same kind of people that like. I mean, they're the same kind of people that love Disney but don't really like Looney Tunes. <laughs> they don't yeah. like Warner Brothers. Yeah, they love Disney cartoons, but they just can't. I just don't. I don't relate. Mm, I don't know. I don't anvils. Yeah. There's too many animals like, in there. I like. I also like my entertainment to punch me in the face a hundred different times with bright lights. That's what I love. I love to just be punched by my entertainment. <laughs> I like my entertainment to uh, to come right up to my face and yell in my well, open mouth. From I I have my movie experiences that I've shot a pilot and uh, been in uh, I've been a background artist, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. I hate that shit. I was an extra. I will just say extra. When background I heard them artist. say background artist, I wanted to chop my own dick off and just be like, I'm not with these guys. I'm not. Just call me an extra, please. That's yeah. fine. I don't need to church it up to feel better about what I'm doing. You're paying me to be here. Fuck it. I'm an extra. Yeah. I mean, you're not a fluffer. No, no, extra. I'm just an extra, but I'm not a background artist. I'm not painting shit in the background. I'm not doing any art in the background. I am simply existing in the fucking background so it looks like real life. That's it. That's it. That's not, that's, I'm part of the art that is happening, but not a background artist. That's so fucking, doesn't it just sound like someone who's like trying to be okay with what they are? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a a hydroceramics expert (laughs) professionally. But I, I usually work my hydroceramics uh, uh, between <laughs> Tuesdays and Saturdays at the Sherry's. That's where I usually do it. I'm a real artist. I do. Um, I do art. I just do it. Um, but so I'm not. I don't know a lot about movies other than I love watching movies. I watch a shit ton of movies. I love it. But. For some reason, if you, in my head, if I were going to direct a green screen movie, I would only use stage actors. I would not use film actors for that. I, it just, yeah. there's so many things with the prequel <laughs> that 
I just don't. I really don't well, like. He also doesn't know how to work with actors. He's notoriously bad with working with actors. And then he even said that he's like, I rather would have just done it with all computer animated. I don't like working with actors. <laughs> That's the thing he said because he's adult. Yeah. I'm so glad that they <clears throat> they they took the actual uh, licensing away from him. I bought it. And he, even though he still had complaints about the uh, the new one. Uh, well, that my whole thing with that is like, go ahead and complain because you know what? You are the one complaining. There's a, I mean, you had the few people that were like, it was the same movie as the first one. It was the same movie. Just the same story. Just told differently. Okay. All right, and how is that bad? Uh, how is that? What, what did you want? Do you want me to tell you exactly what you said you, know you wanted? There are only five movies in the entire world. And we just, that's all we do is we remake those movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like crazy. Uh, Tell me about it. It's, yeah, I don't know. I just fucking can't stand. uh, uh, People that, especially when, uh, as as much with the, let's just start, we'll we'll get into just, so fuck the prequel trilogies. We'll just start talking about the, uh, the new movie that came out. Um, I, from the get-go, people were bitching about it. Oh, oh, what, a black stormtrooper? That, that's, that's so dumb. And they saw a trailer and were already just like, nope, that doesn't make any sense. A black stormtrooper? Nope. Yeah, but those people aren't fans. No, well, and it pissed me off because I was just like, Dude, you don't even know who that is as a character. You have no, no clue. All we know is that that's going to be one of the main characters. We're just getting fucking glimpses of this, and I'm getting excited because it looks like it should. Yeah. It looks fitting to where it was. and It looks like it... Oh, did this, did this take place after... Um, the original trilogy? Yes, and I can tell that because it doesn't look stupid fucking glossy and over computer animated. But so you had the people that, that complained about shit right away. Well, they, can, but, they did the racist sexist thing. Yeah. But which is boring. Cause that's not real. Those aren't real the, Star Wars fans. The trailer to me. Well, ex- exactly. Like princess Leia was what is honestly to me, one of the like strongest female leads in mm-hmm. any like, but they don't want to see. They don't want to see. It's just it's dudes who aren't even fans of the movie. They're just they're MRAs who are like have to speak out because they're like, yeah, I love Princess Leia, man, in a bikini. But uh, you know, if the movie was about her, it would suck. No, no I, I, it's got to be man, a dude. I, <clears throat> also, I need to see. I, and my, it's like with my porn. I need to see dicks in my porn, and I need to see them ejaculate. Otherwise, I'm not enjoying it. But I'm not gay. Yeah, I'm not. Gay. I'm not gay. No. Yeah. But I think having a good, a lady run and be the lead character of a movie, she just can't so, carry it for no, me. I can't believe can't that. Can't do that. I can't believe that men are she the can strongest, be, most gentle creatures, and and they can't be. And, but women can't be heroes. They've got to be rescued. We know that. <clears throat> Which is honestly like yeah. Star Wars was one of the first movies where it was like they break in to rescue her, and she's just like, "Fuck you guys! This is what we're doing," and she completely takes over that yeah. whole escape. Yeah, she she and crushes shit it. talks like a fucking oh maniac. I love it, love it so much. But uh, yeah, it, dro- it it drove me crazy because 
all of that shit talking, I was just like, well, you guys missed out on, did you hear the screech of the fucking TIE fighter? Did you hear that <clears throat> coming in? Like, God, I did. But that shot at the end of the first trailer for the new movie when the Millennium Falcon starts like yeah. lifting off gave me chills. I was just like, yeah. oh, my God, it is back. It, back. it is back. It is back. So much it is back. And then I went and saw the movie and just was... Oh, dude, that opening white. crawl is my favorite part. Like, the opening crawl happens, and I'm like... Finally. Oh man, I know. Isn't it? I get the chills and I almost cry. I will almost tear up because it's like, <clears throat> that's my flag. That's my American flag. Is that Star Wars thing? Like, that's where I feel, nope, this is where we're united. It isn't over some dumb piece of it's, cloth. It's really it's, wild because I, I, none of that, none of that energy was in the, in the prequels at all. None no. of that, that kinetic energy where people were like, the yeah, characters were so flat it. in the yeah. prequels also compared to, I mean, immediately right away, Poe Dameron, <clears throat> badass. Like, yeah. Poe Dameron, right out of the gates, like, that guy's a fucking badass. I like him. Yeah, and I, I thought that, um, uh, um, God damn it, what was the, I'm high, so I just forgot our yeah. Stormtrooper's name. It's, uh, Finn? Yeah, Finn. Um, awesome. <clears throat> like, it's such a good character also i oh it's so fully developed and i i like that there is sort of a a relationship between him and ray yeah you know that they have this trust that you start to you know you you see that they're bonded mm -hmm. and uh i loved it it just had so many different levels to it uh, politically uh you know in terms of like what they're doing with the characters the color of the characters the sex of the characters yeah. you know gender that they just openly flaunted it and were like, we're just going to make a fucking cool movie. And and that's what <clears throat> I, I remember still like, just like I, I, it was, I think two days before the movie came out and somebody had posted the today show interview with JJ Abrams and I couldn't resist. I had to watch it. Like I, it was getting too close and I'm like, God, I have to watch everything. Star Wars. Yeah, And so I, I remember watching it and I knew by his calm confidence on that show that he knew he fucking nailed it. Like yeah. it was just, I got this. I nailed it. Cause the woman talking to him is like, Oh, so, uh, the is the movie's done. And he's like, "Yep, movie's done. It's ready to go." And she's like, "No, nah, it's you're not not changing anything." He goes, "Do you know something I don't know?" Yeah. And true. that response, I was just like, "Oh man!" And he had this look in his eye, like, "I can't fucking wait for you to see this." Holy shit! If you think I've ever done anything great, oh, it was so good. It's just, it was, what, you know, it's what Star Wars fans really wanted, wanted to go back to that universe. They didn't need to, Lucas is such an idiot, and he always, uh, uh, he, he, you know. He's Willow was honestly these. the last thing that was good, I think, that he did, was Willow, where he wrote the story and then produced it and let yeah. Ron Howard direct it, which was perfect. But I guarantee you that they went in and, and doctored that script. Oh, I'm but sure they, they had did. to fix a lot of Dumb oh no, because he's also there. written. I, I think there was someone else. Yeah, he, I I don't think. Let me let me clarify this. <laughs> I believe 
the story was George Lucas. Yeah. I don't think he wrote the script. I don't think he the wrote the script. script, huh? Yeah, you're probably no, right. No, because it wouldn't have been good. He's not a writer. He doesn't, he, I think he's so far from actually understanding human connections and stuff like that, that yeah. he can't write it. Well, I mean, American Graffiti is mostly improvised. See, and that movie is awesome, honestly. <laughs> when I finally got to see that movie, I think I was, I think it was my senior year in high school. And it was just an enjoyable, yeah, cool so movie. Good. I had seen Dazed and Confused before that. And then when I watched that, I went, oh, man. That's, this is probably the movie that kind of started all of those, like, last day of school yeah. movies. The, like, time piece, uh, you know, where we're doing, uh, this is an era. We're doing a 50s, 70s, you know, that, that type mm. of thing. I think it's that's what started it all was American graffiti. And that's what sucks is you had someone who was a fantastic filmmaker, had a love for film and then got basically corrupted by money, which is the fucking craziest yeah. thing that that's essentially what star well, Wars he, is about too. His, it's also his, um, his ego had a lot to, to do with that because I think he also started to believe that, he didn't have to work as hard as he did on Star Wars. And it showed. I mean, immediately, I think that's, you know, it, it was about everyone that helped. It was yeah. about his wife, you know, who uh, did an amazing job editing those movies. That was what made Star Wars so good. Yeah. So, uh, Empire is what made Empire so good. But he started to believe his own hype, that he could do this shit on his own. And he did. He started coming up with, you know, he had his own movies. Yeah. His own special effects house. But when left to his own devices, uh, by his, uh, you know, by and large, having him the one hundred percent creative power, that's how you end up with something like Episode One. Yeah, which is devoid of character. Uh, it's overly colorful. It's all George Lucas. It's all George Lucas. Yeah, it's all him going. This is what we're going to do. We're going to shoot it this way, and this is going to look like this, and this is going to be this, and not any artistic input from anybody else. Um, which is what made Star Wars so great. Because, it, yes, he wrote it. Uh, but the studio was like, if we're giving you the money for this thing, this you know, we're is gonna how watch. things yeah. have to work. Yeah, and we're also going to look over your shoulder and we're going to make sure that we get you good people that will help you put things in place. You know, good lighting guy, great uh, DP. Uh, uh, you know, They're, uh, I mean, they won the best, best sound. sound I was going to say they won for sound. They won an Academy Award for sound editing. Yeah, best sound editing for which is, of course, that it really. I I've read stories about people seeing the movie before the sound got edited in, where <laughs> you can see the stormtroopers running and it's cardboard floor sinking in, and it looked shitty, and people were laughing at it like mm -hmm. this is silly. This is fucking silly. And then they clink, 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 just did the sound yeah. editing and got all those fucking awesome effects and sounds. Like the Death Star blowing up. The, like yeah. the, the guy that pulls down the lever that's cranking up the Death Star ready to blow oh, some I mean, shit just up. The sound of a, uh, just the sound of a blaster. Pistol, a blaster. Yeah. Oh. Sorry about the mess. God, yeah. you know what? Like the, it's amazing to me that George Lucas wrote Star Wars because of how... Han Solo's character is developed and uh, 
in a mm-hmm. insane almost quicker than any movie I've ever seen anybody just come right in tells them get some money like fine we're safe fuck Chewie go go take care of this bounty hunter comes up and he shoots him under the table talking to him while he's talking to him undoes the gun and shoots him under the table because special edition isn't for no, no, we're no, not talking not about fans. that shit at all so he does that kills the guy who's about to kill him walks and just chucks some money at the bartender and is like sorry about the mess and that's it. I was like, God, man, they just made that dude the biggest badass immediately. Yeah. Immediately, you're like, that's a badass motherfucker. Like, that's Han Solo. I wonder, so, I, I have to go back through the credits and stuff again, because I wonder if he uh, if he was 100% responsible for the screenplay. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, I, I know uh, he wrote the book. I read yeah. the book, and he wrote the novel. But yeah, I, I was like, that's the whole thing in the, it's fun, the dialogue's fun in that, but he's never had a glimmer of that since. Mm-hmm. If he did do it, it is not, it was lost on that. And that's what, like, does money just ruin people? It can, it really can. Also, yeah, he got to live in his id completely. I mean, Lucasfilm, when it started as an effects house, uh, uh, I mean, that's... Uh, he got to live out all of his weirdest his weirdest fantasies, just coming up with new techniques, and I think he just got more into the um, more to the aesthetic and the the the, the progression of than the special effects and stuff. Yeah, and the storytelling. Well, I think that's what you know. I think that's been style. the problem with big blockbuster movies for a long time until. Honestly, Disney the second they started buying up licenses when they got Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then they bought uh, Star Wars, everything that they've been kicking out. Pixar, mm-hmm. they just had they are very story driven. They ha- they hire just fa- like great writers. Yes, yeah, and they, I mean it, it's it's very progressive of them to to grab all these great licenses and add and kick some life into them. Yeah, you know they were not doing well, and. Uh, they're you know there's huge fans of those those properties that uh, they're respectfully doing great things with yeah so far well I I can't imagine them spending four billion dollars on Star Wars and not just cradling it just like we've got to be <laughs> well it's, you know, this it's is one uh, of the most important properties ever, ever. In, in terms of the marketability the low you know the just the character recognition the just recognition, yeah the cultural impact um, but what it did for the progression of special like visual effects mm-hmm. puppeteering and all of that is amazing it brought us into the 20 brought, brought us into the, really brought us brought us into the 20th century of filmmaking i mean yeah. it was a game changer in, in every respect from visual effects to sound effects to editing uh, you know they're using uh, uh, map backdrops and and things that they hadn't really experimented with before on film um you know, really integrating things. I don't. There was no film like that before. No, that had the depth of field that that did, and and where the miniature work was so like fantastic. Yeah, it was bananas. You know, and and that that really puts you in the movie. Uh, I mean, they've got the first four minutes of Star Wars is the most breathtaking, crazy. You know, just that Star Destroyer that flies, flies over the in. camera for you know like a minute. You're literally just staring at the underbelly of this juggernaut and all of the detail the intricate detail and when you realize that that ship is only the size of this kitchen table yeah you know 
Well, and the the Death Star, like, was a the just like what is it, battleship kits that were yeah. just like put together yep. and like painted on and stuff like that. It's really uh, unreal what they pulled off with the old movies. And honestly, when you go back and watch the original in its just uh, theatric form, theatrical release form, mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's fun. It's it's fun. It's cool. <laughs> Derek just pointed out my. Uh, dog Franny is laying on her back, just legs spread completely, just out, <laughs> just so relaxed right now. Just like oh, I'm lounging. Yeah, great. that memory foam mattress pad is great, <laughs> took me, Derek. Took me out of the conversation for yeah, a second. Just, so I was like, "Your dog is so chill right just now." Just boom, here we go. Your dog is chill AF. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah. So Star Wars, and then J.J. Abrams. So the new one, he pulls it off. There was even so many like cool little things that he did that I was like, oh, that's so Star Wars. That's so Star yeah. Wars. There's scene where BB-8's rolling after Poe Dameron's been taken, um, and then this little creature sticks its head up and just looks around for a second and then sinks it back down. I was like, oh, man, like that little detail. Mm-hmm. Thank you for just that little detail. But Oh, that's yeah, what... and just everything from like the scene-to-scene transfer, which is mm-hmm. very unique to Star Wars. Uh, I mean, he, he, you know, he went back to the original book. He went back to that first production book and went, what is it that original makes the artwork visual and style stuff, yeah. of the movie, what makes that so much different from this other hot garbage that everybody hates? hates. So, you know, a lot of it is, uh, we, we didn't go to Star Wars because we wanted to see a bunch of buildings with lights and Mm-mm. tons and tons of ships. We went to, we wanted to go to a world that was just like ours, but that was so far removed from reality that we can still find little things we can tether to our, uh, you know... Uh, our lives. Or, or, yeah, yeah. And, and just our experiences, uh, but still be wowed. And, um, you know, that's what, the, that's, what, that's what, especially what Star Wars does. The world building was so much like... There are places that we looked, they looked like places we lived. Yeah. And, but, they're, but they're fantastical planets. And the way that things are shot and the scope of, you know, now they're shot in 70 millimeter, um, they look beautiful. And it wasn't about like having like a bunch of giant crazy creatures walking Mm-mm. through the trees on Endor or. Or the <laughs> assault on Hoth. Yeah, I mean, it's none of that stuff was necessary. What you wanted is character. Mm-hmm. Just characters, but in a different setting. And so. I mean, I I get so angry when people call it science fiction. I do too. I tell them it, I I call it a space western. I was like, it's yeah. it's more. I was like, honestly, it's, no it it's, yeah. it's a fantasy. I was like, it's a it's a space fantasy. I've tr- I I get mad at the science fiction thing too because I'm like, no, a science fiction. One of my good friends and I have argued about this, and I was like, no, because like like Moon. Now Moon, that is a science fiction movie about that guy living on the moon, like which mm-hmm. is Sam Rockwell on the moon. If you haven't seen oh, it, it's God, fucking it's so awesome. Good. It's so good. That science fiction, even Sunshine, uh, the Danny Boyle movie. I love it. That's great. That's science fiction to me. Star Wars is a fantasy movie that happens in space. There's magic. There's lightsabers. You know, it's a sort. It's a fantasy movie yeah. and a western movie. All that happens in a in a different galaxy. Just a, it's amazing. It's fun. It's not science fiction. Star nope. Trek is science fiction. That's why I don't like the comparison of Star Trek and Star no, Wars. Don't they're, compare they're very them. Different. One of them actually utilizes science. Yes. But Com- in a fictional reality. Yes. That, hence the title. 
Yes. And the other one is a fantasy that just takes place in a different environment. Just because yep. it's in space, that's where people are like, it's science fiction. No. But I robot science fiction. Uh, you know, uh, there's all kinds of science fiction. Science fiction doesn't have to take place. Even space. In, no, it's a, no. A, a, the Matrix. Science. It's the future. The Matrix was a science fiction, like thriller, really, mm-hmm. honestly. Like a science fiction, thriller, yeah. martial arts, sci-fi. And then, it got, and, then it got, and then it got weird after the first one. It got yes. so weird after the first one. Do you know why? Have you heard about this? No. So there's a, there's a local filmmaker here who is claimed to have written the script to The Matrix. She was like, I, uh, I, she, I worked, one of my good friends worked on a set with her on like Everwood, I think, because Everwood was filmed mm-hmm. here. So she's working on the set with this lady and she, this lady tells her, well, yeah, I wrote the script for The Matrix and it got stolen from me. And she's like, bullshit. And my friend's like, bullshit, this fucking liar. And then she talked to other people that have known her for years and they're like, oh no, that's completely true. She really had a script that was very, very similar. So basically she submitted her script. They had some changes made and then somebody made the matrix and she got fucked out of it, which is why if you look at that movie, it doesn't have any connection to the other ones do not have the same feel at all so not at all right isn't that yeah, crazy very true yeah but i mean as soon as she told me that it started to make so much sense i went oh shit the wachowskis haven't done anything since the first matrix, matrix. That was any fucking good. that's ex- and doesn't that make sense now that it's just like oh they stole some shit yeah. and then uh but their visual style vi- oh god so that they can do anything i mean the they the, the the matrix the original matrix was groundbreaking for mm-hmm. the visual effects what they did with setting up cameras yeah i mean because it, it, and, as and far as it just became more affordable to try and do crazy shit like that which honestly though still when you go back and look at the matrix it looks kind of funny now like it looks kind of cheesy yeah yeah you can see through it yeah but and then everybody was doing it god dude yeah. it was well the bullet time thing everybody did that to death well, and, yep, that's what I'm talking about. Is but that nobody that was did a so, lot of the framing stuff, the 3D stuff. No, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, someone did it uh, really well in another uh, martial arts movie where they didn't pause doing it. They just had the cameras like flowing around the whole time this oh, fight wow. scene was going. So they basically have like a wide angle to this fight scene, and they could just they were just constantly snapping pictures, and so they were able to like flow around. And I think they even had some above them and stuff like that, so they could just really cut to wherever they wanted but they had this fight scene that was basically being mapped around and so the oh, that's so crazy I, I i need to remember which what movie it was but it was fantastic but so anyway we'll we'll wrap this up now okay. we're uh but uh daddy's getting tired we're getting tired but uh guys the new star wars movie is awesome you should definitely check it out rogue one's gonna be tight rogue one you will be great that. don't miss that ryan johnson's writing the next two movies and directing the next one and he's fantastic such a good writer the characters are going to be great the development of the characters is going to be even better so definitely check that out and uh derek what would you like to plug since you're here uh go go to itunes and pre-order or order uh tiny idiot which is my brand new album on stand-up records produced by grammy nominee uh nominated producer dan schlissel and uh stand-up records Go get it. Awesome. Go get it. It's a, it's an hour of prog- it's like listening to a progressive rock album only comedy. It's great. Yeah, eight minute tracks. It's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, go buy it. Go buy, buy it. it. Buy I'm it. Not streaming it. Buy it. 
buy it. I'm not streaming it. it anywhere because uh, I, I want you to get the whole package. I believe this is the second time that you've been on Stupid Questions, my podcast. Um, and then you were also on Sketch Sandwich with Natasha and I. So yes. this is the third time that you've done an Earhole Media thing. So guys, please be very supportive. Derek's a amazing comic, a good friend oh, of mine. You. And uh, you, I will tell you this, you will not regret uh, purchasing this album. You, There will be no buyer's remorse. You will laugh yeah. and have a good time. And you're supporting a great guy. So please, uh, please buy the album, Agreed. laugh, and listen. Uh, listen to it and laugh. And uh, anyway, guys, thanks so much for uh, listening to another episode yeah. of Stupid Questions. Derek, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This has been on uh, the Earhole Media Network. Thank you, guys. Have a good, have a good one.